When it comes to our health, being that 85% of our health is related to what we eat, then it's up to us to decide what we're going to eat in that moment. Even when someone even presents something that you shouldn't be eating, we've got to learn to say no. Welcome to the Health Quest Podcast, your guide to God's will for good health. Hello, my name is Dr. Sal, and I've been a practicing surgeon for well over 30 years. And my goal for each episode is that you'll be able to have your mind transformed to God's design for good health and hopefully change and alter the way you eat and live. If you're new here, we release a new episode every week. And if you enjoy the content, we would like that you leave us a review. It really helps our ratings and allows us to reach more people, and in turn, we can help other people. Thank you for your support. And on today's episode, we'll be talking about how inflammation affects our metabolic system and how it's affiliated and interconnected with obesity. So let's dive right in on today's health quest. We mentioned in our last podcast that the two most prominent players in obesity is the immune system or inflammation and the gut microbiome or the gut bacteria. So we're gonna be talking about inflammation and inflammation really is a series of cellular and humoral reactions. And these are two parts of the um, immune system. And the objective is really to defend the body from insults such as infections and tissue damage. The objective is to lead it so that there's a restoration of function and morphologic integrity of the tissues. So what types of inflammation are there? Well, there's two types. We're gonna start off with acute inflammation. And what ends up happening is is the insult, which is usually an infection or trauma, triggers a release of immunomodulatory molecules. They're called cytokines and chemokines. And these are released from the local tissue. And usually, It is the uh, macrophages and mast cells, as well as the T cells that are involved in this. And what they do is once they're triggered, they provoke and recruit um, neutrophils, macrophages, lymphocytes from the circulation. And of course, you've got these immune cells that are circulating in that area. So the initial tissue that's damaged either by way of infection or trauma, Uh, stimulates these macrophages and T-cells. They start to release these chemicals, which then provoke and recruit uh, these other uh, immune cells from the circulation. They come in to destroy the infection, and then they remove the damaged uh, cells or the tissue. So inflammation is really characterized by an increase in local and systemic cytokines, these chemicals that get released with... um, increased number of infiltrating immune cells such as neutrophils, which usually dominate the acute phase, and then macrophages, which is mostly seen with the chronic conditions. So that's the acute uh, form of inflammation. But obesity is really affiliated with a chronic, low-grade, sterile inflammation. It's also known as meta-inflammation. 
Inflammation in metabolic tissues. Now, this is characterized by a modest increase in circulating pro-inflammatory factors or chemicals, and it, it's usually in the uh, absence of clinical signs of inflammation. Um, so subclinical inflammation is of lower intensity. What, what is the clinical signs of inflammation? Well, anytime there's an infection or trauma to the tissue, the tissue swells up. It could start turning red. It becomes painful. And if you touch it, which when we physicians uh, examine something, we notice that it's warm. However, in obese-induced inflammation, you don't see these, these clinical signs of what you would see in an, uh, an acute form of inflammation, but it exerts profound effects on the metabolic pathways. There is a connection between inflammation and type 2 diabetes, which was suggested back in 1901 by Dr. Williamson. At that time, he was treating hyperglycemia, people that had high blood sugar, with anti-inflammatory compounds, which back then, believe it or not, were salicylates, and that's aspirin. In fact, uh, aspirin actually came out in the 1890s, and it was one of the first uh, anti-inflammatory as well as uh, pain medication. But in 1989, Dr. Feingold administered a chief pro-inflammatory cytokine known as tumor necrosis factor alpha. And this resulted in an increase in blood sugar. Scholzen, in an article in 2003, further corroborated this link between metabolism and the immune system. And he noticed that obesity stimulated a main inflammatory signaling pathway known as the nuclear factor kappa B or NF-kappa B. And it's a protein complex that controls uh, transcription of the, of the DNA, cytokine production, and cell survival. And it's found in almost every cell type. And it's involved in cellular responses to stimuli such as stress, cytokines, free radicals, heavy metals, ultraviolet radiation, oxidized LDL, which is your low-density lipoproteins or your so-called bad cholesterol, and bacterial and viral antigens. So any kind of incorrect regulation of this um, uh, NF-kappa B, or nuclear factor kappa B, has been linked to cancer, autoimmune disease, septic shock, and viral infections. Another one that obesity activates is an enzyme called the JNK, or junk. It's C-JUN N-terminal protein kinase. It's a very fancy name for an enzyme. But if you ablate this enzyme, it protects from obesity-induced inflammation. So, but to control that, you would, there isn't any kind of medication that we can do anything with other than reduce that activity of that enzyme through the foods that we eat. So we now see that there's this interconnection between metabolism, immunity, and inflammation, and it's given rise to a new uh, field of biomedical research called immunometabolism. And this is over the last 20 years that we've actually come up with this, um, this new area. So what do we know about fat cells or adipose tissue? Adipose tissue is composed of mature fat cells or adipocytes, and another portion called the interadipocyte stromovascular fraction. And that's formed by uh, extracellular matrix with dispersed fibroblasts, preadipocytes, which are immature fat cells or precursors, 
endothelial cells, and immune cells. And in these immune cells, we have the full spectrum of immune cells. So it's amazing how the, the fat cell itself isn't just something that stores fat and keeps us warm. We realize that these fat cells have a uh, plethora of immune cells sitting there uh, waiting to be utilized for whatever reason. Excessive fat accumulation eventually leads to a substantial change in the amount and the function of these immune cells. Um, there's an increase in the number and the activity, notably in the macrophages, the mast cells, neutrophils, and the T and B lymphocytes, which is part of the humoral uh, uh, portion of the reaction, and also a part of the adaptive uh, side of the immune system. Uh, and what's happening too is, is there's a reduction in eosinophils and T helper cells, uh, which are a subset of these lymphocytes. Now, so there's an increase in certain number of immune cells, and then there's a decrease in other immune cells. And this imbalance lies at the very core of the development of obesity-related local and systemic inflammation. It's also the reason why most of the young folks, 35 to 55 years of age, who died of COVID were obese. And the reason being is because they had this dysregulated immune system, which eventually led to cytokine storm. What actually killed you was this abnormal immune response to this virus, which led to the cytokine storm where we got a massive release of these pro-inflammatory um, chemicals, which we call cytokine. And these eventually caused the destruction of the lungs and eventually the kidneys. So what happens also with a rapid fat reduction? So if you lose weight too quickly, that also, interestingly enough, is accompanied with inflammation. So all these people that get these bariatric procedures or people that are anorexic, they are also in a bad state of health because of the fact that you get this massive uh, storm of release of all these inflammatory cells. So extreme changes in body fat content also provokes the immune response. In my experience, and I have to tell you about patients of mine that I placed on the paleo diet, the objective was to lose about a pound to about a pound and a half of fat per week. Anything more than that, you start to lose muscle mass, bone mass, skin, you lose hair, your organs start to shrink. So really the objective is, is that you can only realistically lose about a pound to a pound and a half of fat per week. But over time, let's say over weeks, these patients will call me up and say, hey, Dr. Cavalier, I, you know, I noticed in the last couple of weeks, I lost about 10 to 14 pounds. And I'll ask them, well, how are you feeling? They said, well, I actually feel better. And what I would go off and, and explain that the reason is, is that now the metabolic pathways are much more clear and they're operating at a much more optimally and more efficient state that these people actually lose, they actually burn fat more effectively and efficiently and lose that kind of weight and actually feel better with a reduction in inflammation. So the takeaways in today's episode is that inflammation is a series of cellular and humoral reactions and the two types are the acute inflammation that we experience the pain and swelling and the redness and the warmth in that area and the chronic inflammation 
is more commonly seen with obesity. And that is a subclinical inflammation uh, that you don't see any of these signs or symptoms, but yet wreaks havoc on the metabolic pathways and over time causes our bodies to be toxic. So we now see that the fat cells or the adipose tissue as an immune organ, and it contains mature fat cells, uh, which are adipocytes, stromovascular fraction, which contains the immune cells, and excessive fat accumulation results in an imbalance of number of immune cells and their activities. So this imbalance is the very core of obese-related inflammation. I've heard so many times people say, oh, it's genetics, it's genetics, it's genetics, it's genetics. Well, in some upcoming episodes, I'm going to disprove how genetics plays a role in this because as I've mentioned before, we all have the genetics to become obese. Every single person in the world has the genetics to become obese if we ate fast foods and processed foods all the time. So I'll, I'll present some articles, uh, research articles that shows that the percentage of genetic-induced uh, obesity is very, very small. The very core of our obesity is our lack of will. It's up to us to make that decision to eat healthier because once you start filling up those fat cells and they start getting larger and larger and larger, they start to harbor more immune cells and this is what eventually leads to this inflammation. We have the ability to change that by the choice of foods that we consume. That's up to us. That's the whole purpose of this is really, what is it that God wants? What would Jesus do? You remember that little band that said WWJD? So think about that because, again, we never left the garden. Everything is a choice. Choice is a moment-to-moment thing. And we're constantly making that. And, in our, and when it comes to our health, being that 85% of our health is related to what we eat, then it's up to us to decide what we're going to eat in that moment. Even when someone even presents something that you shouldn't be eating, we've got to learn to say no. With that, I want to thank you so much for watching our show. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a good review and visit our website and social media accounts to connect with us more. And if you'd like to see any of the sources of research in this episode, it will be available in the show notes and description. Until our next episode, have a wonderful day and God bless.